Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Welcome to Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. We are a Christian, Protestant, internet church, and a local church assembly in Jesus' name, founded in his love and in his power. And we are so grateful to be here to share this day with you. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. And today happens to be Mother's Day, and we're celebrating the gift of motherhood. And a special blessing to all of you who may have lost your mother uh, within the last year or so. Even though she's not with you here in the natural, she will always be in your heart. Amen? The Bible says when our mother and father forsake us, the Lord himself takes us up. He steps into the role as parent. Amen? Amen. So that means the things you used to get away with, you won't get away with anymore. Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful to know, saints? Y'all ain't too excited about that. Lord, don't take it personal. So, (laughs) So we're happy that the Lord is bringing us all to the place that he wants us to be. You see, God has a desire in his heart for us. When he sent us into the earth, he had this picture in his heart of just who we would be, just what each of us would be like. There are no replacements. You can't say that I have a ditto. No, not even if you're a twin. You don't. Each person is unique, and nobody can take anybody else's place. So you see, your place in society, in the history of mankind, is unique and special, and you are special to your heavenly Father. You should always remember that. When the devil comes around to beat up on you, you should tell him, no, I'm special. I'm special. I belong to God. I am special. And you are. You are. When you have natural children, you know that there's no such thing as replacing one with another child because each one is unique and different. And so, Father, we just ask you to preserve the life of all those babies that are in the womb whose mommies might be considering doing something that does not please you. We ask you, Lord, to preserve their life. Give them the unction for the gumption to function and thrive in Jesus' name. Help them to survive, Lord, in spite of what might be coming against them. Get a hold of that mommy, Father, in the name of Jesus, and let her know that's not just a bunch of cells. That's a human being made in your image and in your likeness. And you're sending that person into the earth to change the world. Amen? Whatever their contribution may be, they're here to make a difference in the earth. Amen? Think of all the wonderful people you have come to know. And if their mommies had decided they were just a pack of cells, where would you be without them? Your life would be emptier, not as fulfilled as it is now. You see, each person contributes to someone else's life. 
Each person contributes to the future of themselves and others. So we can't afford to lose anyone. Everybody is important. Everybody has a role. Everybody has a part, no matter your age. You see, you may be newborn, and you may be 120 years old. You are important. You are a part of our lives. You are a part of mankind. And that's the way God wanted it to be, you see. But as you know, the devil hates us because he can't get back at God So he wants to attack what God loves. So you know how he acts, and you've seen what he's been doing recently. And for over, not just the past 50 years, but even before then. Because he sent out a posse to kill Jesus when he was born, if you recall. And uh, Joseph and Mary had to take him into Egypt overnight because there was an edict to kill all the little children, all the little boy children. So you see, the devil has always wanted to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he can't get away with it, because the body of Christ has opened their mouths in prayer to the Lord. We are active. We are militating against his wrongdoing and his evil and his wickedness. We want babies to be born and to have a chance at living. They need to have an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ for themselves as Lord and Savior. Amen? So we want to thank the Lord for every opportunity that we have to praise his name, to thank him for his goodness, and to thank him for each person that's on the earth. Yes, they may not be doing what God wants them to do, but they have a chance to do it if they would. Amen? Amen. So we want to thank God for that. Amen? For those of you who are new, we welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to invite you to our chat room, which is located on our webpage. Our webpage is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. When the page comes up across the banner, you will see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link. When the page changes, click Yes. And then sign in using your name and say Happy Mother's Day to everyone, and the saints will greet you in the name of the Lord. Amen? We're a very loving and responsive group, and we welcome everyone who comes to join us in the name of the Lord. We want to thank the Lord for all the mothers that are still here in the earth. I want you to know that just because your mother leaves the earth doesn't mean she's not very much aware of you. She very much is. I found that out on a few occasions after my mother passed away, that she was still poking her nose in my business. Only now, instead of fussing at me, she was talking to Jesus. So that's just the way it is, folks, you know. A mother's love never ends, and aren't we happy for that? So we want to thank the Lord that when he comes to tell us what he, the conversation he had with our mother and what his decision was, we will just say, yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Even if we're not exactly too happy about it. But anyway, we'll just say, yes, Lord. So I want to tell you, especially to people that have lost their mother recently. She can still see you. She can still see you. 
She still talks to Jesus about you. She still intercedes for you. She still loves you. The love isn't over. She may not be here now so you can hug her, you can take her places or do things for her, but the love is not over. The love never ends. Amen? Amen. So I want you to remember that for the rest of your life, that the love never ends. Amen? And one day you'll have the opportunity to see her again face to face. Amen? If you continue with the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, Lord, we want to thank you for this blessing. It's a blessing to have a loving mother. It's, a very, it's an important blessing. It matters how you turn out in life. Amen? She sets the trajectory for your life. The things she says to you, the way she ministers to you, she helps you find your way when you get lost. She comes to comfort you when you're hurt. She expresses all that Jesus is to you. It's important to have a mother. And if your mother is still here, even if she doesn't recognize you when she sees you because of her health condition, let her know that you love her. She's a special person. If she's serving the devil... Put her in the hands of Jesus Christ and let him deal with her. Amen? And he will take care of that because you surely cannot. Amen? Amen. So, saints, as you know, when we uh, open our broadcast, when we come on the air, we begin by celebrating Holy Communion. And I think I've talked long enough for you to have your elements if you were going to. And if not, hurry up right quick because we're going to. Celebrate Holy Communion. Amen? Amen. God is so good. He is so good. Ariana, he is so good to us. Amen. Excuse me. Excuse me. Ariana. Hold on. She'll help you. Amen. So, as I was saying, God is so good. There are blessings that if you, you know, some mothers get to a certain age, they say, well, Lord, I've done everything I'm going to do and blah, blah, blah. It's just time for me to go on. And the Lord is not in agreement with that. He still has prayers for you to pray, blessings for you to release. There might even be more grandchildren that you don't know about yet. You can't just up and decide to go because you want to go. Yeah, you might get tired. But it's not over till God says it's over. Amen? Amen. Well, all I do is, well, there's some more prayers for you to pray. Press on. There's some more fasting for you to do. Press on. There's some more blessings to release. Amen? There's some more God to see. Amen? So press on. Press in because it's not over till God says it's over. Amen? And he hadn't said that yet. Amen. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come today to repent of our sins, especially the things we've done against our mothers and grandmothers and aunties and godmothers and cousins, etc., etc. That was just wrong. Some of it was mischievous, Lord. 
just downright mischievous. We wanted to do our way in spite of the fact that we were told to do something else. We want to ask you to forgive us for those things that we did, those little attitudes that we took every time we were non-cooperative and disobedient and downright ugly, you know. But, Lord, you're training us to act just like you, to love like you, to be like you. And so we thank you for your love and forgiveness. Help us to love, Lord. Help us to see others through your eyes. Help us to have mercy and grace and to remember when we used to act that way, Lord, when we weren't who we are now. So we want to thank you. We want to give you praise. And we ask you, Lord, to bless us as we participate in Holy Communion today. Amen? For I have received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. Thank you, Lord. Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord, for take of the cup. Amen. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread, And drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you, Lord. (laughs) Thank you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, We are called to follow you. As Jesus Christ chose the disciples, he honored you. He had spent time in prayer, receiving instructions from you. He chose those whom you had chosen beforehand to be his disciples. (coughs) He honored you. By doing your will and not his own. Jesus did not choose them by the outward appearance, but instead he trusted you in obedience because you look on the heart. What a blessing we forfeit when we make our own choices in companionship by forsaking your will, your wisdom, your knowledge, and your grace. 
By refusing to seek your face as Jesus did, he sought your face, we plunge ourselves into much pain and sorrow. How foolish we have been, Father. Friendships become toxic when they no longer have this quality of godliness and healthy love. Instead, friendship becomes destructive. One side manipulates the other. We may not realize how unhealthy and poisonous a relationship has become until the problem is bigger than we know how to handle. Father, you never want us to be involved in relationships that are not healthy for us. In these times, Father, we ask you to show us the way to freedom. Show us the way to freedom. You are not glorified by a relationship which damages and destroys. Father, when we discover such a relationship in our lives, help us, Lord, help us and release to us the courage to change. Amen. Release in us the courage to change. You know, saints, sometimes it takes more courage than we think to change a situation. We become so accustomed to it. We've allowed the abuse to go on for so long. We just say, oh, well, you know, one more time. And you just keep putting up with it and putting up with it and putting up with it. But there comes a place where you need to make a change. You need to make a change, and the change must start in you. It doesn't start outwardly. It starts inwardly. It starts in reflection, in coming to understand that your Heavenly Father only wants the very best for you. And he wants you to come to heaven. And if you're in a relationship that would jeopardize your salvation, it's time to make a change. If you're in a relationship that is steering you away from Jesus Christ and his plan for your life, you need to make a change. If you're tied in a relationship that is constantly abusing you and mistreating you and not honoring the Jesus in you, it's time to make a change. Amen? But only you can make the change. You know, like the big bear said, only you can put out forest fire. You have to make the choice. Your Heavenly Father will help you take the steps of courage that you need. But you have to make the choice. Amen? So, Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over the spirit of fear and the spirit of loneliness and the spirit of depression, knowing that none of this comes from you. None of this comes from you. We repent of our wrong decisions and wrong choices, Lord. And we ask you, Father, to continually work with us and help us to do the thing that you desire for us to do. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor for your work in our lives. We promise to listen to you, Father. We promise to heed you. We promise to do just what you tell us to do. 
No matter how difficult it may seem and how painful it may become, we vow to do what you tell us to do, Father, the way you say for us to do it when you want it done. And we give you the praise, glory, and honor, knowing that you will help us to become the people of God that you want us to be in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings. Timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders. We cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar devils, listeners, electronic, digital, and technology demons in Jesus' name. We bind their attacks. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you and give you praise. We bind all Leviathan spirits in their attacks, all Kundalini spirits in their attacks, water and marine spirits in their attacks, all sex devils in their attacks, unclean spirits in their attacks, passive devils in their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust. We bind all sorcery devils in their attacks, seducing, womanizing, drone, whoredom spirits in their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, of the seducer, and the charmer in their attacks, all targeted radio frequency and pulse weapons in their attacks, all microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequencies, the work of every druid, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, and binding, Directed energy microwave weapons in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise. We bind all whoredom spirits and their attacks, Father, in the name of Jesus. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all 5G and their components, everything coming off the cell towers, out of the from the satellites out of the computers and the cell phones in Jesus' name. We overturn and empty our cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, Australian, Japanese, Korean, Indonesian, Asian, North American, South American, Latin, Caribbean, indigenous persons and native groups, all of their black and white magic in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Morgellons attacks, 
and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils, and we bind all evil spirits which take animal form, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the American culture and in every culture on the planet. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies, hallelujah, and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication. We bind the formation of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, spirits of supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, uh, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We want to thank you, Father. We bind all formations of bullflies and other demonic insects, spiders, and their webs, trapping them in their own webs. Every spirit of infirmity, we bind the transference of evil spirits. Mammon, we bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, despise, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders. According to the covenant, we bind the bondage of the generation of fools and the spirit of the fool and the anger of the fool. We bind the carnal mind in Jesus' name. We return to sender. According to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow. Root work, all sins against us, astral projection, sending demons to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous death left behind. In your prayer language, we bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. We bind all false religions, horoscopes, numerology, the works and the spirits of the oppressor, the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, Chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the spirit of pride, the king of pride, and his entire kingdom in Jesus' name. We bind all demonic human blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. 
We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry, and we bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combated jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Basilek, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and its 72. We undo the work of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual and ceremony and rite in the name of Jesus Christ and every associated organization in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head. According to the scriptures, we bind all traditions and customs from Barbados in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all, <clears throat> and we loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their own mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. We've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into the truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy, we will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus. And we plead the blood of Jesus over our vehicles and over the road that we travel. We take authority, dominion, and power over every spirit of the devil that would come against us and attack us as we travel in Jesus' name. We cover all of our property in the blood of Jesus. We bind every dream that has come into our lives that is not of Jesus Christ. We break its power in our life, and we send it back from whence it came in the name of Jesus. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, and everything sent by the enemy's camp in the name of Jesus. We cut ourselves free from all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and every form of agreement with the demonic realm. We pull down walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanobots, satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, diviners, and liars in the name of Jesus. We break the power of every cursed, hex, bet, 
spell, charm, all psychic warfare, psychic thoughts, sorcery, magic, voodoo, all mind control, jinxes, potions, bewitchments, death, pain, torment, sickness, incense and candle burning, root works, crystals, love spells, tribal rituals, and sin. We thank you, Father, for releasing us from their captivity. We release the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord over all of the members of Miracle Outreach Ministry in the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, there we go. The Lord has a word for us today, and it's not what you're expecting. Ms. will tell you, it's not what you're expecting. And as you listen today, and as you take down the scriptures, I want you to do some reflecting. We're going to talk about a specific subject, but you need to do some reflection. There's a time in life to reflect on what has happened, how it's happened, all kinds of things. But there's some special reflections that should come as a result of this sermon today. Amen? There's some special reflections that should come as a result of listening to this message today. It's not your typical message. That's right. It's not. It's a special message. Amen? And the Lord wants your heart to hear it. Yes, he does. He wants your heart to hear it because in it he's going to tell you some things that he's looking for in your life and in your relationships. And so if you're smart, you'll take, you'll take notes because you don't want to miss a thing. Amen? You don't want to miss a thing. The Lord wants to talk to us about a friend of God, a friend of God. Amen. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, We have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we walk in the light, if, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So the Lord is encouraging us to come out of the shadows and to walk with him in the light. He has plenty of it. He's not running out anytime soon at all. In fact, he never runs out. But, you know, we have to choose to come forward. We have to choose to come forward. The Bible says that men 
decide not to because their deeds are evil and they know it. And so they don't want to come to the light that their deeds will be shown up to be evil. But when your deeds are righteous, you don't have a problem with them being exposed and open and known. Why? Because it proves they're righteous. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for that hearty amen. So, friends and friendship are often mentioned in the Bible. God teaches us the beauty and the value of good and true friends. Remember, the Bible says that God talked to Moses face-to-face as you do with a friend. That's special. That's important. You see, God example that to us so we can come to understand how he views fellowship and friends. You see, when you face someone face-to-face, there's nothing that they can hide behind. It's all out in the open. It all becomes transparent. And you can see what you never saw before if you're looking. But you got to be looking. Doesn't mean to be suspicious. It just means to be alert and paying attention. Amen? Friends have much influence in our perspectives on life. You know, you're looking at a situation one way, and then your friend comes by and says, Well, look at it from this point of view. And it gives you a new way to reflect. Amen? So the Lord warns us against friendship with evil persons. All through the scripture, God warns us against friendship with unrighteous, evil, wicked persons. God goes so far as to tell us explicitly the kinds of persons he doesn't really like. Why? Because they're wicked. And he warns us against fellowship with wicked persons. Why? Because we learn their wicked ways that way. Those spirits transfer from them to us through the soul tie. What's a soul tie? Well, let me explain it to you this way. You know, the city, if you're on city water, has this great big pipe that runs to your house. And every time you turn the faucet or flush the toilet, it, the water runs from them to you. Well, sometimes there's a backup and things run from you to them. Amen? But that's the way it is between persons that have a relationship, even a casual relationship. The spirits that are in them traffic to you. And the spirits that are in you traffic to them. But the thing about it is, whomever they're associated with, whether it's good people, not so good people, all kinds of people, the, spirit, the persons that they're associated with, all the spirits that are in each of those persons comes into your friend and traffics to you. 
That's how it works. That's why they tell you, if you go back and read material that was published a little a few years ago, that when you have sexual intercourse with someone, you're not just sleeping with them. You're sleeping with them and all the germs and all the bacteria and all of that um, microorganisms and such from all the other people that they've ever been with in life. And chances are they haven't had any deliverance and all of those spirits are still in them. And so when you sleep with them, you get it all. You get it all. And you wonder, well, I have never done such and such, but the deliverance minister is saying, this spirit is in you. Well, how could that be in me? Well, who have you been hanging out with your whole life? If you're connected to someone who's a fool, I guarantee you the fool is in you. And God takes no pleasure in a fool. If you're connected to someone who is rebellious, rebellion is trafficking to you. And in this ministry, we teach you how to shut off the flow, close the faucet, close the open door. The idea is you don't want their wickedness becoming your wickedness. That's why the Bible says to not associate with an angry person. Why? You'll learn their wicked ways. You'll learn that. It'll become a part of you without you trying to receive it. If you're forever associating with someone who's forever cursing and they've got more bad words to say than you've ever heard before, what you'll find out is when you least suspect it, something will annoy you and something will fly out of your mouth. And you wonder where that came from. It came from your association. And sometimes you're busy just abiding and abiding in the name of Jesus and nothing is happening. It's because you keep getting reinforcements from your source. You're still hooked up to the source. That pipe is still open and it's still flowing to you. So you see, you have to be extremely, extremely, extremely careful who you associate with, who you allow in your inner circle, who you allow in your life, who you allow to influence you. It's the same with the people on the other side of the television. You watch them every day at 4 o'clock. Well, guess what? Whatever is in them and is in the people that they are connected to is flowing across the TV to you. And that's how it works. You're always on the Internet, in the uh, social media, talking to who knows what. You don't even know who you're talking to then. You have no idea. And all the spirits that are associated with them and with the people they hang out with, they're flowing your way. At some point, saints, it's just wisdom to shut the door. It's wisdom to shut the door. Now, one of the hardest ties to dissolve is parent to child and spouse to spouse. You see, you have a special type of relationship. Remember a long time ago I said if you are the product, if you are the child of a fool, you need to go deal with Jesus because he needs to help you. 
And you don't need to pretend that you don't understand that. Because the spirits that are in them are in you. And it's up to you to go to the Lord to get rid of them. Deliverance is the children's bread. Deliverance is the children's bread. It's not for outsiders. It's not for people that are not in Christ. It's not for people even that are halfway trying to do whatever, sit on the fence. No. Deliverance is the children's bread. So whoever your children are associating with, when they come to you, they're bringing those spirits with them. If their best friend has a kundalini religious devil, it's going to show up at your house. Amen. You know, when I was little, my parents guarded closely my playmates. In fact, my playmates were selected for me. I couldn't just pick anybody because they happened to be around. My mother would say no, and she would see to it that I got to go over to Brenda's house, and Brenda and I could play with her Easy Bake Oven because she knew Brenda, she knew her mama and her daddy. And she knew what I was going to be exposed to when I went to play at Brenda's house. Amen? Parents used to be extremely selective in whom they let allow their children to associate with. Why? Because it helps determine who your child turns out to be. I wish they would develop that once again. It's much needed in today's society. You know the old saying, birds of a feather flock together. And there's quite a bit of truth in that. But today, we're going to talk about a different kind of friendship. In the scriptures, we find special friendships which glorify the Lord and build the kingdom of God. They glorify the Lord and they build the kingdom of God. Many of us, should grow up to be more like our Heavenly Father, who does not use outward appearance as a measuring stick, but instead looks on the heart. Vetting is the process of close scrutiny, thorough investigation, especially in order to ensure that the person is suitable and fitted for the position that requires secrecy, loyalty, and trustworthiness. It is the process of extensive investigation implored before making a decision to go forward with a joint association. Have you ever asked the Lord before you decided that so-and-so should be your friend if he approves of so-and-so being your friend? Well, you should. You really should. You really, really should. God is well able to provide all of our needs, and particularly our need for fellowship. 
In Ruth chapter 1, Ruth chapter 1, beginning with verse 16, Ruth chapter 1, beginning with verse 16, Ruth said, now if you've never read the book of Ruth, it's a very short book and I encourage you to read it. And if you have read it, I encourage you to read it again. Ruth said to her mother-in-law, Naomi, Entreat me not to leave thee. Don't ask me to leave you or to return from following after you. For whether thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. That's a covenant relationship. That is a covenant relationship. The relationship of Ruth to her mother-in-law, Naomi, was one such relationship. Their relationship was formed in family love. In family love. Families often have a sizable degree of conflict. However, in this family, we see bonding which was cemented when tragedy occurred. It was cemented when tragedy occurred. Now, we just talked about 1 John 1, 7, that if we walk in the light, as Jesus is in the light, we'll have fellowship one with another. You'll have plenty of fellowship with Jesus. You can ask him any question you need to ask. Amen? The fellowship between Ruth and Naomi was governed by the oversight of God. God watched over their relationship. Ruth had married into a family of God's covenant people. Now that was a blessing to her because she was a foreigner and a stranger and an alien to them. She was a Moabitess. She came from a heathen culture. And she took the opportunity to marry into a family of God's covenant people. This required that she had to leave her former customs and learn new ways, new perspectives, new objectives, and new ways to worship. Everything about her life changed. When she married into this family, she had to drop her old culture, the whole thing. Everything she'd ever grown up with had to go, and she had to start over with her husband's family and their culture. And she had to learn. She had to learn. She had, I mean, she, she was at, from a totally different place. A totally different place. And now she's come to this family that though they're in her country, they're just different. They have a different point of view on everything. So, 
she was introduced to a new God. Not the God of her birth family, but the true God of her new family. Everything about life changed for her. She found strength and hope in the character and integrity of Naomi. She found strength and hope in the character and integrity of Naomi. Naomi was a woman of God. Ruth had never known a woman of God before. But suddenly she's in this family relationship with one. And so now everything that she needs to know about her new surroundings and her new culture are being taught to her in her family relationship with her mother-in-law, Naomi. (laughs) It was through this special relationship that Ruth was molded into a friend of God. It was through this relationship. This is what changed Ruth forever, this relationship that she developed with Naomi. In this close family relationship, Ruth grew to understand much more of the qualities of God by seeing these qualities examples in Naomi. She had the opportunity to see close up how God should be worshipped. Ruth learned by close inspection how a woman of God responds to the trials and victories of daily living. You see, children learn what they live, and so do adults. And who you live with and what you learn matters. Ruth learned to be a servant, a humble servant. She grew in compassion and in showing understanding and and pity, especially in trying times. Ruth was groomed in supportiveness on being a strength to another in difficult situations. She learned how to be loyal, how to stick it out and to remain committed no matter the time or the season. All friendships are not the same. Each has its own purpose and has its own season, but all relationships, all friendships have boundaries. They all have boundaries. We should learn to respect boundaries in relationships. Amen? Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17 says, Iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. So the person's friendship is beneficial 
to the other party. Ruth and Naomi encouraged one another. They encouraged one another. When Naomi became embittered through the pain and suffering of loss, separation, and death, Ruth kept moving forward in the hope of better days ahead. She kept saying, it's going to get better. Don't worry, it's going to get better. That's what you need when you're starting to feel low. You need someone there to say, it's going to get better. These women formulated a relationship of teamwork. Teamwork. They worked together, not one against the other. They worked together. They got a greater reward because of their teamwork together. They got more done. They helped each other to keep moving forward every single day. Every single day. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, beginning with verse 9. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. They helped each other keep going. When one wanted to quit, the other said, no, come on, we made it through that, we can make it through this. It's important to have that voice in your life in certain times and seasons. Naomi and Ruth forged forward in unity. Unity. They found oneness. Singleness of purpose, singleness of heart. One in spirit, one in purpose, one in survival. One in survival. They lived in solidarity. They lived in solidarity. You for me and me for you. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. And let us consider one another. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good work. To provoke unto love and to good work. That's important. It's very important. It's important that somebody can come along when you're about to slack off and say, no, we got to keep going. We got to get this going. We got to get this done. We got to do this. We got to do that. Somebody's got to come help motivate you sometimes. And that's what these women did for one another. Ruth and Naomi kept their eyes on what they had in common. Many relationships pull apart because, well, you're looking at this different and that different, and you don't do it the way I do it, and 
you don't see it the way. And I, I like blue and you like yellow and all of that. And the, so they begin to nitpick and to pick away at the parts of the relationship instead of focusing on what they have in common, on the glue that keeps them together. That's what happens in life. Not just on their common grief and poverty, even though they had some, but on their heart agreement to remain together regardless. They had a commitment to remain together regardless. They embraced a friendship, a fellowship, a family love that God honors. In John, the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 13. John, chapter 15, verse 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. Self-sacrifice is honorable, but difficult to find in others. Most folks are so busy doing their own thing that they have little time for the discomforts and problems of others. Ruth had the opportunity to return to a sure life when her husband died. She could have gone back to a life that had been familiar to her. Instead, she chose a path of uncertainty and difficulty. She chose to lay down her possibilities of a new marriage and a door out of economic misfortune. She just laid it aside. She made a different choice. She sacrificed her possibilities to remain faithful to Naomi. Think about it. She could have gone right back and picked up where she would have left off. But no, she decided that no matter what came her way, she was not going to leave Naomi. It's hard to find that in your biological flesh and blood, much less that that comes through marriage. When Naomi needed her most, she would not leave her nor abandon her. Ruth vowed not to allow anything but death to separate them. Nothing would part them but death itself. She said, For whether thou goest, I will go. Thy people shall be my people and thy God, my God. So Ruth identified her own life with Naomi, so much so that she declared that where Naomi was buried, there she would be buried also. 
they would even be together in death. That's a serious commitment. Most people are not willing to make such commitments in life to anyone, not to God, not to anyone else, because there's too much self on the throne of their heart. Proverbs 22, verse 11. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 11. He that loveth pureness of heart, for the grace of his lips, the king shall be his friend. He wants to have a pure heart between him and his friend. He doesn't want to have any impurity, any defilement, to corrupt the relationship. The one who values grace and truth will become the friend of the king. This is the blessedness of those who are trying to please God. A true friend is always loyal. A true friend has your back in the rough seasons of life. Ruth's unselfish love for Naomi, her putting the needs of Naomi before her own is the way God wants us to live. Romans chapter 15, beginning with verse 1. Romans chapter 15, beginning with verse 1. We then that are strong, ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification, to build him up, to help him out, to show him the way when he can't quite see what to do. That's what a friend should do. The mutual concern which Naomi manifested toward Ruth is love in action. Ruth chapter 3, verse 1. Ruth chapter 3, verse 1. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee? that it might be well with thee. She was concerned about Ruth's well-being for life. It just wasn't about having someone there with her to help her out. She was concerned just as much about Ruth. Philippians chapter 2. Let me turn there. Philippians chapter 2. And verse 4, look not every man on his own thing, but every man also on the things of others. Don't be self-centered. Don't be self-centered. So caught up and preoccupied in your own little world that you don't have time to be a blessing to anyone else. Ruth and Naomi lived in the
the God kind of love in good times and in dreary days, in feasting and in lean times. They had fervent charity between themselves. They rested in the Lord and waited patiently for him to act on their behalf. And God did just that. He did just that. Ruth and Naomi had a good, beneficial influence in each other's lives. A good and beneficial influence in each other's lives. They allowed others, even Boaz, to see the love of God manifested in their lives through their relationship. In Ruth chapter 2, beginning with verse 11, Ruth chapter 2, beginning with verse 11, the scriptures say, Boaz answered and said unto her, he was speaking to Ruth, it hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. He said, I can see faithfulness in you. I can see commitment. I can see devotion. I can see loyalty. I can see caring. I can see love. This is what attracted Boaz to her. This is what got his attention. And then he released a blessing. He called on God to recompense all of Ruth's work, all of her hard work, and for her to receive a full reward of the Lord God because she had not only come to support her mother-in-law, but she'd come to trust in the Lord God of Israel. She made a complete change, and she was committed to it a complete unswerving change, and she was committed, fully committed and sold out. Her love honored God, and God honored them. Their love honored God, and God honored them. Ruth chapter 4, verse 13. Ruth chapter 4, verse 13. So Boaz took Ruth, and she was his wife. And when he went in unto her, the Lord gave her conception, and she bare a son. And the women said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel. And he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life. 
a restorer of thy life. The life you thought you lost, I'm giving it back. God is good all the time. And a nourisher of thine old age. For thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons have borne him. See, Naomi thought God had forgotten about her. But he didn't. He didn't. And he doesn't forget about us either. And Naomi took the child and laid it in her bosom and became nurse unto it. And the women, her neighbors, gave it a name saying, there is a son born to Naomi. And they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse. The father of David. You see, Ruth the Moabite came from being an alien and a foreigner and a stranger to coming into play in the lineage of Jesus Christ. What more could you ask? Naomi became the great-great-grandmother to King David, as Ruth was his great-grandmother. Praise the name of the Lord. Misfortune can turn into blessing. He gives us beauty for ashes, does he not? The oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We need to praise the Lord, church. We need to praise the Lord. We need to praise the Lord. So as I stated at the beginning, I want you to reflect on this message today. I want you to allow it to go into your thoughts and think and sink into your heart. So you can hear what God is saying to you personally, because he is. He's speaking to you personally through their lives. Yes, they lived many, many, many years before you were ever born, but their lives through the scriptures still speak to you today. Open your ears, listen to the Lord, and let him speak to your heart. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is so good. He's so good. He is so good. Stand for the benediction. And now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. And the church said amen. 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 Happy Mother's Day. Enjoy yourself. God bless you.
died on Calvary. 